Hello and welcome to uh, episode 19 of The Two Tones. Tony DeBolfo. Greetings, Tony. And myself, Tony Moclair. Episode 19, there is one. Yes, episode summer, uh, to be be truthful. Uh, Look, it's... um, it pains me to oh. say the record holder in the Guernsey, Eddie Betts, number oh. 19, 184 games uh, Get there. well soon, Eddie. Get well soon. Yes, the, uh, what is it, the appendix? Appendicitis, the appendix yeah. was out. Can we, under the father-son rule, have those appendices, <laughs> then reverse engineer them in a laboratory? I don't know about that, Tone, but I'm rather <laughs> impressed with your use of the word in its plural form. That was, that was most impressive. <laughs> uh, John O'Connell, the late John O'Connell, wore 19 into the 1972 Grand Final, famously photographed with the ball when the final siren sounded. Always a great moment. And Ian Collins. Ah. Ian Collins wore number 19 uh, uh, for many years with distinction, 161 games through the 60s. And early seventies for Carlton. So there you have it. Well, we might have used Eddie the other night. Uh, <laughs> the well, this is less a discussion of a game than uh, well, something of a post mortem, I guess. Um, not an impressive game by the Carlton Football Club. But look, on the the positive side is we gave the bottom team a real scare. <laughs> It wasn't fun, Tone, and I did, true to my word, I did get down to the Grandview. I think you well, got there later. I I'd got already, there later on, I'd yes. already bailed. I uh, was having trouble concentrating on the game with the um, the Collingwood West Coast match still playing out on another telly. Now, there was a comeback. Yes, but it wasn't great viewing, let's be honest, mm. that, that first quarter in particular. What was going on? I mean, to be 56 points in arrears, it's um, the biggest belief, really. Um, reflecting on the game, Tone... The damage was done, as I said early. Um, uh, Zorko was um, uh, playing like a man possessed. I think Sam Kerridge was his man early. And it seemed that Sam had trouble going with Zorko in that particular game. Then you had Tom Rockcliffe shutting down Bryce. Mm. Bryce been a great player this year. Good move. Yeah. Um, so we had we were two down uh, midfield. Um, Bearing in mind, you know, the absence of Cripps and Ed Kerno, I mean... Makes a huge difference. Ed, you know, Ed Kerno in that shutdown role. Yes. And then so... Well, that's right. And, and I, I think uh, with Zorko, I think that, that, that Brendan Bolton had to resort to using David Cunningham as a, as a tagger. Mm. And this would be an experience to which uh, David Cunningham would not be accustomed. Mm. So the good thing, I guess, to come out of that is it's another experience for a player like David Cunningham who's obviously still learning the craft. And, um, you know, it's so true that you, you tend to learn more from the uh, the losses. Um, you just have to hope that Carlton comes back hard. Although, you know, the the, the uh, length of the season, coupled with injuries, you know, I fear maybe starting to take its toll. Mm. Let's hope the players can, can come back hard for Geelong this week. Well, we certainly hope so. The, speaking of coming back hard, the, the third quarter, I guess, was something was uh, the most pleasing yes. as far as Carlton supporters went. Somebody finally said in the change rooms, have you tried getting in Zorko's ear? Because he started getting very it's a, distracted, I guess. And there was the incident with, uh, with Samo. Yes. Where and, and fell Lockheed to the Plowman. deck. Lockheed yeah, Plowman as yep. well. Um, I wasn't too happy, Tony, with the, in respect of the, um, the uh, Petrovsky-Seaton-Zorko incident. Yeah. Because after that happened, the AFL tweeted footage of that incident mm. uh, with the comment, uh, this was an incident for which um, Dane Zorko was penalised. And I think there was an inference there that maybe um, that Semo may have uh, staged the, um, the free oh, kick. It- 
And I, I was most upset with that tweet. Yeah. And actually asked for the person, uh, a male or female, to please retweet his or her identity. Yeah. And then to please explain the, the essence of the, uh, the tweet. Of course, there was no response. Oh, funny not, that. I'm not happy with the AFL taking sides and commenting on, on matches given that it is the AFL. Yeah, that's, um, that's far too editorial. I thought, I thought as much, and um, so I wasn't happy with that. Um, the, the, considering there was, there was some epic staging going on on the Brisbane side, <laughs> we all know who I'm talking about. I can't remember his name at the moment, but he was uh, – w- when he gets tackled, this bloke throws his arms in the air and mm. basically rolls around mm. like, let's say, an Italian forward in the, the penalty box of a <laughs> soccer – it's a great analogy, I know, but you know what I mean. He's, he's obviously uh, – Less a NIDA graduate than a more a NIDA graduate than a footballer. Yes, yeah, no, very true. You have to be very careful, of course, what you say about the Italian's tone. However, <laughs> um, sorry, Mister De Golfo. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, point is taken. And um, look, it was just uh, there was a bit of sniping going on, wasn't yeah. there? When you, you you reflect back on the game, there was a lot happening uh, on, on and off the ball. You know, when you reflect on the game, we really weren't there. Uh, you mm. know, in the, at the first bounce, um, I thought had we nailed those early uh, uh, shots on goal in the third quarter, we still could have come away with an unlikely win. You know, mm. fifty-six point in arrears to mm. win a game of football has never been done before. Um, but you know, it was probably too little, too late. Anyway, um, most disappointing. You know. Uh, um, Performance, you'd have to say. Yeah. Um, well, from a backline that had held up most of the year, been Carlton have been competitive, you know, eight, nine out of ten games, um, and the systems just seemed to break down. And, yes. and that, but, you know, most galling for any supporter was this is Brisbane. Well, that's true too. Look, and I, look, I don't, and I don't, please don't get me wrong, I, I don't mean to disparage Brisbane, I'm just saying bottom of the table team. And, and given the, how competitive Carlton have been this week, I think we had every right to assume that. that that we were better than that first quarter. Yes, yes, it's a it's a fair call. Um, look, I think the, the general comment that seemed to be made by the um, you know the experts looking on was that here are two teams that are really on the uh, that have a wealth of good young talent mm. at their disposal that will really uh, improve quickly. So um, you know the dis- discussion was made. You know, is Brisbane's Young list better than Carlton's, you know. Uh, we hope ours is, you know. It's um, but but I think that there are two teams that are obviously in early stages of, of development, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know Chris Fagan's a, a first year coach that's obviously trying to mould his plays, much the same as Brendan Bolton is here. So I think I think you know I think we're right in assuming that we're going to see pretty steady improvement from both teams. But certainly, if you isolate the game, it was it was most disappointing. Um, you know, I mentioned the absence of um, of Cripps and Curdo. Well, you know, you take out Kieran Byrne, Caleb mm. Marchbank, yeah. Andrew Phillips, Sam Rowe and Alex Silvani. Yeah. It's really starting to impact on the stocks. Um, so, you know, in the run home to the to the finals, uh, we all pray and hope that, that Count will some way, somehow find a way to prevail, you know, to find something to hang in there and, and uh, finish off the season strongly. Because, again, even, even as bad as the, the Brisbane game was... 56-point arrears to get to within a couple of kicks shows that there is still this resolve, you know, amongst the players. And uh, maybe 18 months ago, a 56-point deficit might have ended up 156. Well, true. We, we know, as we know from the Pagan era, the trips north to uh, 
to Brisbane can be a coach killer. Um, this time, though, we spent we sent uh, seven teenagers uh, yes. to Brisbane who must have thought it was schoolies. Um, <laughs> now, speaking of which, um, one of them has showed something instantly on debut that uh, justified many of the raps he'd been getting. And this, uh, you know, if the third quarter, the spirit shown in the third quarter was definitely pleasing. There were flashes from Harry Mackay that just uh, would have warmed the cockles of yes, many a blue heart. absolutely. Mouth-watering to see him out there. Um, you know, and you, you think what, you know, what might be for a player, you know, as athletic and as big as Harry Mackay is, that obviously showed he has a great football brain, mm. a great sense of, you know, of the contest. I was most impressed by the one percenters, you know, his capacity to run down players and opponents. And... Uh, and uh, of course, to take those you know those big catches up front, um, obviously had a bit of work to do on his kicking. Fluff the two set shots straight yeah. in front, then kick that terrific banana. banana yeah. um, but all things considered, what a tremendous first up performance! You know, he was th- you know thrown in, and um, again, he's just one of those players in whom we see so much future. And uh, you know, when when we reflect on the game again, as bad as it was, these are the things we take from those games, mm. and we see. We see the Carlton of next year, the year after, and, and the years to come on show. Um, that's that's you know a, 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 a great teaser, I think, for for all Carlton supporters. Um, What's the plan as far as Harry goes? Will he will he be an on baller, or is it just going to be parked in the forward fifty? What you know? What is the plan with him? Do you well, think? Well, well, to me, I mean, without having seen a lot of his early career and knowing a lot about his his background, when I, when I see a player like Harry Mc Mackay play, there are shades to me of Nick Revolt, a player that can oh, yeah. play forward, yeah. that might go up, uh, could play play you know as a as a high forward up the ground. Mm. I guess because of his size, uh, would be a pinch hitting ruckman. But mm. um, whereas you probably look at Matthew Cruz as a ruckman come forward, perhaps Harry's the other way around. I, I suspect uh, that that Harry will probably play. His Career forward, maybe wrong, but maybe in the Joe Danaher mould, mm. someone that you know is re- extremely dangerous up front. The thing with Mackay is he, he looks so athletic. You know, he's such a good mover, and you know he, he's what in the old measurement he's six seven wow. easy. You know, he, he, he's a big man. Um, he'd be a handful for any defender, I would have thought. So um, I'm sure that this stage of his career they'll go softly, softly. Um, you know, we reflect on you know greatest ever ruckman, Big Nick. He mm. he. Uh, he started off as a back pocket, um, although as fate would have it, he was thrown into the ruck pretty quickly on in his career. But whereas th- I think they'll go a little bit more softly, softly with um, with Harry. But it's just great that he's out there, you know, that he's getting game time, that he's getting experience, and with every game he plays, he'll become a much, much better player f- for it. So um, who knows what the future holds, but I think for the moment we'll see him up front and um, hopefully taking some big hangers and, and, and threading them through as a result. Fingers well, crossed. Fingers crossed and congrats to a great debut. Um, we kept willing the first uh, goal to come quicker than it did. Nonetheless, the first one was exciting to watch. You can witness his post-game interview on yes. uh, uh, on carltonfc.com.au. And I'd... it was lovely that he was acknowledged here today by the players and staff oh, really? for, for game number one. Yeah, he got, okay. got through. Well done on the achievement of of getting the call up and let's hope it's every poster winner from here on in for Big Harry. He's a friendly guy. He's a really, uh, you know, engaging sort of character, as yeah. is Charlie Kernow. Um, we've got some good young fellows here, yeah. Tone at Carlton, and um, 
that's that's the exciting part of this, uh, the journey that you know so often trotted out. We we love seeing where these young blokes are, are heading. Yeah, he's and we're still, there, brother. He's we're there a, with them. We're damn right. He is. A, he's a well-spoken, uh, smart kid. Clearly from a good family. They went up to Brisbane to watch, as, um, watch the interview with him. He's very on message. Yes, he, he does. He does not stray. No, he doesn't so stray. I, he I don't know if that says anything about him or the uh, the media training he's got here. <laughs> very at, impressive uh, at Icon Park. Um, now. Levi Caswell has been nominated for the 27 Woolworths Mark of the Year for his solid grab taking two minutes into the Blues around that and cash with a clash with the Lions. Um, he, he's got to be one of the, the safest or just best grabs oh, in the competition. Yeah, dear, Tony. Like, you know, you, you almost become a little bit blase of those pack marks that he takes. But when you think about, you know, you know, he's dealing with three or four big bodies every time he... he um, he flies, yeah. and somehow he comes down with them, and they're all one grab. You know, they don't no juggling. No. Or, you know, these are all clean. And uh, you know, if you reflect back on Levi's career, you know, we've, there have been knockers. I, I know, but uh, I can't imagine that he's always ever had silver service in terms of the delivery. Mm. You know, he's probably had to scrap and scrape for every contest. You know, to somehow come down with the ball. You know, he's done it the hard way, and. Um, I just think that a person like Levi, uh, who has a capacity to, you know, um, take the heat, you know, the ball coming in into that area of the forward line, um, with a big body, I think he's a, almost a Lord Protector. Mm. And with, um, you know, Kurnow and, and Harry Mackay now, young guys trying to um, find their way, I think it's so important that you have a player of Levi's experience, size, presence, there to um, you know re- reinforce reinforce the forward forward setup. Um, I, you know I've often thought of um, of how Darcy Moore's gone with Cloak mm. leaving for the Western Bulldogs. You know, and it's mm. really seems to have um, left him vulnerable. You know, and so I think it's just really important that with those young big men early on in their careers that they have someone like Levi there to lend support. With his now experience and, of course, as you say, his capacity to take those magnificent um, pack marks. You know, we just work, keep working on his kicking with Sav. We'll be, well, we'll be yeah. there. Now, Tone, um, <clears throat> not exactly a melancholy, Judy, but it is um, probably harder than it's been in weeks past to pick your two tones player of the year. I, I'm, pre- I'm betting that there'll be one name in there who just gets a Guernsey every week. And you, yes. he was, again, it's speaking of recruiting um, I, I'm just assuming that the, the great man Matthew Cruiser is in there. You've, you've great minds think alike, Tone. Um, I don't. I hate hearing you in a melancholy tone. It's like <laughs> Menzies when Germany invaded Poland. However, you are right. You yeah. are spot on. Matthew Cruiser, big Matt, couldn't oh, go past the big fella. You know, I, I'd said for a period that Sam Doherty was probably a shoe in for the Carlton Best and Fairest. That's a good point. But I tell you what, the big fella, yeah. he's taken all before them. And even when we were down early, I, I really thought he, he flew the flag for yeah. Carlton. And, you know, when you think back, you know, um, with every game, it's all starts at the centre bounce mm. with the way the big blokes are attacking it. And I just thought he was great early when, when you know, when we were really struggling to get our hands on the, on the agate. And he and he really um, lifted, you know, as Carlton were manning mm. that uh, rear guard action. So yes, he is my uh, best player of field this week's votes, Grace. Uh, I go three to Matt Cruiser, and I'll go the other way. Two votes to the skipper. I yep. thought. 
The skipper, particularly after half-time, um, was probably the catalyst for getting Carlton back into the mm. game. I really liked his second half, Mark Murphy. And one vote, again, we talk about players that are on the learning curve. He was there in the heat, and I think he really gave plenty to Carlton. It was Samo, Patricia yes, Seaton. Yes, good I, call. I just thought that he, you know, I think we're starting to see um, Samo develop another dimension to his game. Mm. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously a lovely skill player, but I, I, I think what I liked about his game was, that, you know, he was prepared to put his um, uh, head, you know, into mm. places that other mere mortals would fear to place them. He, um, he also seemed almost above any of his other teammates to be willing himself into the contest and willing Carlton back into the game. Oh, he, yeah, I think he was really, <laughs> he really busy. He had that sense of purpose about him. He was really busy around the, around the packs and uh, I just, I thought he, his was, I think he took a real step forward, you yeah. know, and, and it, uh, it's, he's exciting to watch, you know, I love the way uh, his capacity to use the ball, he's clean, you know, and uh, he's a lovely mover, like some of the Indigenous players are, just a joy to watch. But I, I, I think um, he's really growing in stature and, um, you know, you just can't get enough games in a place like yeah. Petrovsky's seat at the moment. It's magnificent to see. Um, hopefully Harry, um, you know, can get some games into him between now and, and season's end as well because, um, as I say, with every game you're seeing, you know, improvement and this, after all, is the future of Carlton Town. Well, uh, if losing is indeed a great teacher, then <laughs> uncharitably you could say they've Spent a couple of weeks at, the, at an Ivy League school. I'm, I'm being unfair. Yes. Um, now, yes. um, Carlton Geelong, Saturday 29th of July, Etihad Stadium. It's a night game, so it's Saturday night. Yes, um, it'll probably be a cold one again, bring your winter woolies. A Carlton home game, so we want, we expect and demand Carlton people to turn out in force. Yep. Um, a real test, isn't it? Yeah. Because, I mean, with Geelong aspiring um, for, you know, flag honours, um, they're going to be pretty, pretty tough to uh, a tough opposition. Well, they're on the rebound after, after week, Adelaide, yeah. the loss yeah. to Adelaide. So, but we are too. So yeah. it's a it's a case of how we respond to that really lacklustre, you know, first quarter, first half showing. Um, so that you know the pressure's on. Um, everyone should be feeling it, and we want to see a response this week, Tony. No questions about it. Absolutely, and we've got to make uh, Zach Tui and Hendo rue their decision to walk out of this place, or, well, in the case of one of them, to walk out, I should say. It'll be interesting to see who comes back this week. I, I'm not sure yet what the state of play is with their injuries. I, I think we got out of the Gabber unscathed. Yeah. But, you know, there's obviously, you know, there, Ed Kuno around the mark, Caleb Marchbank could be. Um, these are all uh, questions to be answered later in the week. But um, we need them all up and running at the moment, that's for sure. Yeah, we need some heavy hitters back there, definitely. We I do. mean, obviously, Cripper's not back anytime no. soon. He's out for the year. That's right. Um, and, you know, we know that Geelong is a team that we do play well against. That yes. You know, we are capable of a great contest against them. Well, we them. are. We are. You know, this is, the, this is the litmus test, I suppose. You know, uh, Adelaide aside, this is the team that's, um, you know, reasonably well-placed to mount that September surge. Yeah. So... Um, we need to perform well against teams that you know are, are above us if we're mm. to, to make uh, make any sort of headway, um, and uh, you know we, we really we're all looking for a uh, a real turnaround in team performance this week, particularly you know with such an emphasis on finishing off the season strongly. You mm. know we we want to do that, um, so that's a the challenge prevails for, for Brendan Bolton and his players, you know, just to, to atone for last week's performance 
and to prevail uh, as we get to the end. Indeed. Well, uh, uh, Carlton Geelong, Saturday 29th of July, Etihad Stadium, 7.25. You'll be heading out, Tone, or are you on air? Uh, no, I'm not on air. I'm not uh, oh. doing my 3AW overnight oh. show. So, I'll yes. see you by the pie stand. Indeed, yes. yes. Um, and, um, you know, enjoying all the uh, delights and benefits of Etihad Stadium. Um, <laughs> Just bring your, bring your wallet. Well, yeah, to, 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 make sure it's overflowing. Exactly, it's not. It's not exactly uh, VFM in terms of catering there. But look, you don't have to buy anything if you don't want to tone. You can always get mum to pack you a hot lunch. Yes, there yes, very true. Or dinner in the case of a seven twenty-five pm game. Thank you, Tone. Tony DeVolfo. Pleasure to be here, Tone. And Tony McClare signing out. So thank you to our producer, Grace. And we will catch you next week on The Two Tones. <laughs>